Chapter One of A Child's Life of St. John of Arc. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Child's Life of St. Joan of Arc by Mary E. Mannix. Chapter One St. Joan's Birth and Ancestry. O Muse, beside thy waters clear, so gently murmuring by, the voices whispering in her ear taught her to live and die at last she has come into her own at last after nearly five hundred years the maid of france has taken her rightful place in the ranks of the church triumphant and has been placed on the calendar of saints having received from the hands of the sovereign pontiff the highest honors it is possible for the representative of christ on earth to confer it was pius the tenth of saintly memory who first elevated the maid among the blessed and she was canonized on may thirteenth nineteen twenty by our holy father pope benedict the fifteenth by no country on earth except her own has this news been welcomed with more enthusiasm than by america especially since the close of the war during which the american soldiers rivalled the french in their devotion to her putting themselves under her protection on the battlefield and wearing catholic and protestant alike her medal as a talesman against danger and death the latest statue erected to her memory is that on riverside drive new york it is of bronze thirty-five feet high and is the only statue ever erected to a woman in that great emporium of the world the money was raised by a subscription principally in small sums by those unable to give more a genuine gift of the people to the great heroine of patriotism piety and humanity even those least familiar with her wonderful story are aware that she ranks among the greatest heroines of the world while many of those better informed have but a hazy idea of the times and conditions under which she lived they were times of great stress and disturbance France, in particular, had long been in the throes of civil war, with all the evils attendant upon a distracted and disunited kingdom. Worn out by the internal strife, Burgundy, at length, appealed to England for relief, an appeal which was eagerly welcomed by the sister kingdom, seeing in the disorganization and weakness of her neighbor across the channel an opportunity for the conquest she had long desired charles the seventh the king of france had succeeded his father to the throne during this distracted period some of his subjects acknowledged his supremacy others were not so loyal an exile and a wanderer from his capital he had never been crowned and was still commonly spoken of as the dauphin because the diadem of sovereignty had not yet been formally placed upon his brow never a brave warrior he preferred to evade responsibility whenever possible it was at this critical period that the star of st joan of arc rose upon the horizon a sudden brilliant and wonderful star quickly to reach the zenith of glory too soon to fade into the darkness of ingratitude even before her time her native lorraine and its sister province alsace originally belonged to germany though on the french bank of the rhine had always been more french than german for france they had fought and bled 
to france they had pledged their loyalty and devotion to them the german tongue was almost unknown the people aliens their habits customs and ideals as foreign perhaps as those of spain or italy only a river separated them but generation after generation had widened the barrier which divided them here on the banks of the upper meuse at doremi one of the numerous villages that nestle there on january sixth fourteen twelve according to the most authentic records st joan of arc was born although from all the great wars which from time to time devastated france it bore scars of the tragedies in which it had taken part it has always been in the peaceful years between an ideal and picturesque spot alas in this last and most bloody of all wars how often have the gently flowing waters of that beautiful river run crimson dyed with the life-torrent of its faithful lorrainers its green banks waving with garden flowers downtrodden beneath the tramp of many feet its little islets clothed with mossy verdure grown hideous and ghastly obliterated and forgotten their fragrant bushes of living green the father of st joan was named dark her mother isabel romay up to the time of her birth there had been four children in the family three boys and a girl named catherine who died in her infancy her native village save for the ravages which war has made is very little changed since the day when the newly born child was taken to the church for baptism this church toward which her innocent childish feet were early bent the scene of her prayers and aspirations where she armed her soul with the shields of virtue constancy and courage is more than lowly it is poor though full of harmonious colours with one little corner which is shown to visitors as the spot where st joan was accustomed to pray on the threshold stands or stood a statue of st joan more simple than devotional among the trees at a few paces from the church is or was we know not how war has left it a bust of st joan in white marble a stone's throw distant stands the dwelling in which she was born trees envelop the walls with their overhanging branches writes one who reverently visited it some years ago a third part of the roof at least is covered with ivy above the door which is low are three shields of armorial bearings or to speak more correctly the door is surmounted by three escutcheons that of louis the eleventh who caused the cottage to be embellished that which was granted to one of the brothers of st joan named lise and a third bearing a star under three ploughshares to symbolize st joan's mission and the lowly condition of her parents jacques d'arc was a man of good standing in the country the proprietor of a farm owning sheep oxen and cows he and his wife were devout christians and sincere patriots french to the core of their loyal honest hearts they had seen france divided the king of england master of paris the king of france deserted continually a prey to increasing misfortunes in the fields and by the firesides the terrible state of their country was the constant topic of conversation among these faithful villagers and we read that it was the nightly custom of isabel to clasp her children's hands together and teach them to say o oh god save france 
into this pious family was born our heroine who as soon as she was able to speak and understand began to love her desolated fatherland with an all-overpowering love she was a true frenchwoman energetic and enthusiastic quick on her feet skilful with her hands ready with swift smile and bright repartee but above all things prudent pious and finding her greatest pleasure before the altar of god she had an uncle who was a cure and a cousin nicholas romay a religious in the abbey of cheminot who later became her chaplain she herself could neither read nor write and learned her prayers the ave maria the our father and the creed from the lips of her devoted mother End of chapter 1